So I will forever think that the D in the Disney logo looks like a reverse G. Yeah, so it always I always like saw that. Jeans knee to me. Jeans knee. Yeah, I uh, I never understood why it looks like that. <laughs> it's a weird choice. I was very confused as a kid. I'm like, I understand it's Disney, but that's not how they spell it. Yeah. <laughs> Super weird. Hey there, bogus listeners. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to our totally bogus Christmas podcast episode. And uh, I am your bogus host, your jolly host, B-Boy, Jolly Fool, Plump, <laughs> Bryce. <laughs> I'm starting to gain some weight over here. And we're unfortunately not joined by J-Dog this week. R.I.P. We wish you well. Pour it out for the homie. <laughs> Pour it out, dude. <laughs> but we are joined here once again. It's been way too long. My buddy, the creator and founder of Magnetic Magic Rentals, Eli LaFollette. Hey, bogus fam. What's up? God, it's been way too long. It has been so long. So I, many Christmases. It's so many Christmases. And talking about Christmas, this is your favorite holiday, right? Yeah, uh, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. I know. Neither one of us really enjoy the holiday for multiple reasons. We just enjoy everything surrounding it and the ephemera. <laughs> exactly. So we found something that we can really get behind during the holidays, and that's the bazaar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. So what we've done is pretty much did the legwork for you and collected a list of wild, bizarre Christmas oddities. <laughs> I just don't say anything for the what, rest of the podcast. What, what about that segue? Yeah. Um, yes, absolutely. I, I, if there's one thing we love that lends itself to everything else we do with, with cassettes and VHS and collecting. It is the bizarre. We love the bizarre. I don't know what it is. It just, we're so attracted to it. It's hilarious. And Christmas packs so many, like so many, so much in media, like everything from comic books to, like you said, cassette tapes, VHS, TV specials, public access TV specials. It's such a heavily, goes on. it's such a heavily marketed and consumer driven holiday that like, it's, there's a lot of, uh, I guess you could call it merch surrounding Christmas <laughs> and it's bound to get really weird. How do you like your Santa's to look, Eli? Well, I'd prefer human. I mean, pre- human? I prefer human. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what about uh, mean green in a half shell? Uh, I mm, well, that, my, <laughs> I that mean, breaks my one stipulation, but <laughs> kind of because they're mutated. They're yeah. teenagers mutated with turtles. Turtles. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I can get, <laughs> well, I can get behind that. I like mutant Santas. So I, okay, yeah. there we go. We're on to something here. I guess you might be a little too young because you're younger than me. Uh, so you may or may not remember this commercial, but I'm talking about the weird and awkward Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle 2 Secret of the Ooze VHS Christmas commercial. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. I, I didn't see it when it originally aired, but I have watched it since then. Uh-huh. And oh, boy. Is. <laughs> oh, boy is right. <laughs> uh, so I guess I'll break down the commercial just a little bit so you get a sense of how bizarre, weird, and creepy this commercial is. Yeah, lay it on me. Okay, so it starts off as your typical, very innocent uh, Christmas commercial with a child running down the stairs to 
uh, I guess a Christmas tree. Then we get a peek of Santa's hand putting the last gift underneath the Christmas tree. Oh. The hand looks a little weird, doesn't yeah, it? It's a little bit weird. <laughs> Something <laughs> wrong. Something's wrong here. And the child looks out the window just in time to see a glimpse of Santa. And like you said, the Santa definitely looks a little weird. Um, the, the child runs to the Christmas tree, rips open the present, which is kind of weird that he's opening it up. At this time, you can't wait till tomorrow yeah, to open this that's up. that's a little disrespectful. Very disrespectful, especially towards the Santa, because when he rips it open, it exposes TMNT to the secret of ooze on VHS. We get some great clips from the movie, which you've seen multiple times, especially at this point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm, I saw this in theaters a couple times. Yes. Um, it made a shit ton of money, so they really don't need to like keep shoving it down your throat. Nah, we we get the idea. I mean, I get <laughs> that you're trying to sell it, but you know, it's already sold. <laughs> yes, exactly. So then we cut back, and out of nowhere, the camera pans over to the window with a huge ninja turtle dressed up as a Santa Claus peering into the house, watching the child this entire time. Horrifying. And then he like gives out this weird laugh. <laughs> the camera. <laughs> <laughs> How creepy is that? It's so, oh, it's unsettling. It's very unsettling. Can you imagine, like, being a parent, like, seeing like, your child run down? Like, you're kind of excited to see your child this excited for a Christmas present. So you're kind of following behind him, but, you know, sneaking around the corner. Yeah. And then you see a fucking huge ninja turtle dressed up as Santa Claus peering through the window watching your child this entire time. Calling the police immediately. <laughs> I, or animal control, I guess. The animal control is a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> and that laugh I think that laugh will definitely haunt me oh that's that's if imagine if you didn't see the turtle but when you're coming down the stairs as a parent that's what you heard is that oh laugh God. from outside <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah I, I'm calling the police okay cool so uh, you started us off with a little bit of creepy a little bit of weird which is great uh, <laughs> we're course. gonna we're gonna expound on that a little bit more so my first pick uh, is might be familiar for most people, I think. Uh, if you were of a childlike age around the year 2000 uh-huh. and you were watching Cartoon Network, okay. you might have seen uh, the premiere of Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Oh my god, the animated movie. The animated movie. Of the popular song. <laughs> the, the weirdly popular song. I, that song ran on my radio station. For probably two months. So much. Like even in like, January, even after Christmas. Yeah, and they're I, I guess because they leached on, they're just like, ooh, it's like an alternative Christmas song. <laughs> it's weird. So. <laughs> so yeah. I they they had someone had the idea to adapt this weirdly popular song into an even fucking weirder movie. <laughs> it is very weird. So I, I definitely remember seeing this premiere on Cartoon Network. Um, I didn't know what it was. There was no <laughs> preface to this. I wasn't excited. It was just on TV. So you just happened to catch it. You weren't like, oh, it premieres on Friday night. I need to make sure I write this down in my calendar. Oh, yeah. Just just turned on the TV. I was like, I love Cartoon Network. It's near Christmas time. What is this? What is this shit? What is this? <laughs> what is this indeed? So I'll give you a little bit of a rundown on it. Uh, so we have the Spankenheimer family. Spankenheimer. Spankenheimer. Is that a part of the song? I don't think so, (laughs) and I don't know. I don't know who wrote that in, but (laughs) kudos to you for making it awkward as hell. Right. So the Spankenheimer family owns a small business, and they're in danger of their shitty cousin Mel taking over the store and throwing uh, the parents out and selling it off to some rich businessman. 
Um, do, do you know this plot sounds like Christmas Every Day? Christmas Every Day. Have you ever seen Christmas Every Day? No. It has uh, Rab Ron Winker in it, the oh. guy from Brink. Yeah. Yeah, he's really? in it. It was like a, a Fox Family, ABC Family movie, like made-for-TV movie. Oh, weird. And it's the exact same plot, except for their grandma, grandmother did not get ran over by a reindeer. Well, I, it sounds like they stole it, but... <laughs> <laughs> so... So yeah, we're we're uh, we're in the midst of this happening with a rich businessman who's a shitty cousin Mel. So in the midst of this, Jake, our uh, main character, Jake's grandma wanders off. Uh, I forget why. Um, and <laughs> Jake's grandma might have like Alzheimer's. Probably. Um, so Jake's grandma wanders off, and uh, after a while, Jake is sent off to find her because she's out in the cold, just kind of wandering around. However, what Jake finds is Grandma was essentially the victim of a hit-and-run accident <laughs> perpetrated by the one and only Santa Claus. <laughs> Not only that, uh, Jake finds the crime scene, but he doesn't find a body. No Grandma's body. Yeah, how strange. Like, I think I, I watched this when it premiered. Oh, and what, what was unfortunate is I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease at the exact same time. Oh, so my God. my body was physically in pain and my my mind and my eyes were also in pain from watching this. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I remember that like he found like tracks, yes. but no body and like a body, no like an outline in the snow. Yeah, but no, no grandma. Yeah, no nothing, nothing, no nothing. So <laughs> after we find this crime scene, or Jake finds this crime scene, we find out that after Grandma's knocked out, Santa essentially kidnaps her and takes her to the North Pole, where she's kept for like the better part of like almost a year. I thought it was longer than that. It might be longer than that, but I, I know at least. <laughs> what a year. was Santa doing? It sounds like it would be like covered by twenty twenty. It's like uh, like misery, Stephen yes. King's misery. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh, during this whole time, everyone seems to believe that Grandma is just dead, essentially, except for Jake and Grandpa. Because as for saw as it, for right? me and Grandpa, we believe we believe. Yeah, right that. Grandma did not get murdered, but was abducted by Santa Claus. Right. I think that, that they say that in the song. I think that's a part of the chorus. Yeah, that's that's in the chorus. Yeah, yep. yeah. <laughs> and so this lends to Jake journeying off to, you know, essentially find Grandma, because he keeps believing in that. And I won't spoil the rest of the movie for you. Just listen to the song. It's not great. It's kind of like when you people recommend a book, but there's a movie. They're always like, yeah, the book's better. The song's better. The song's better. Regard. It'll, it'll cover it in a far less... Uh, extensive runtime. <laughs> yes. I think the song is maybe four or five minutes long at most. And what, how long is this? An hour? Yeah, it's like 15 With commercials? minutes. Yeah. That's, that's insane. Yeah. And it's too long. Um, <laughs> so, so it's, it's such a weird, awkward, badly animated uh, movie. It's not, it's not captivating at all. I think no. the most captivating thing about it is how weird and awkward it is. I mean, in the song, I guess. Because, I mean, when that when it came out, that song was huge, like I said. So yeah. when you hear the opening credits and it's the song, that's kind of captivating. It is. But that's but that's five minutes of the of the hour long. Yeah. <laughs> how, like, how are we going to drag this out? And it it's weirdly, like, adult in yes. some areas, if you remember that, right? Yep. Yeah, it's so weird. And, and like you said, in addition to the namesake of the song, there's songs like... Uh, Two of my favorites are Grandpa's Gonna Sue the Pants Off Santa. Wait, this is like a sequel? No, no, no. Songs in the movie. Oh. Yeah. Okay, I, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, so Grandpa's Gonna Sue the song, the Pants Off Santa. <laughs> and Grandma's Spending Christmas with the Superstars, what? which is when they, they sing about just Grandma being dead. 
So essentially, it's a song. <laughs> the song should be called "Grandma's Dead." Grandma's dead, and, and probably in hell. And probably in hell, Robin. <laughs> yeah, I. I mean, watch it if you want to. I've seen it on uh, at a couple of uh, thrift stores here and there on VHS. I should probably oh, pick it back. I didn't know it was released on VHS. Oh, definitely. That's where I've oh, seen sh- it. Was it released by Cartoon Network or? Uh. Probably or whatever like, company they yeah whatever go through whatever releasing company that they yeah use. yeah um, yeah I've seen it around we should probably pick it up and and I'm sure you can find it on YouTube or something oh I'm sure I can but it's just <laughs> it's just so weird man it is so weird weirdness on top of weirdness exactly well I know that you love finding old public access TV shows oh because they're yes. always bizarre like you can't find one that's not bizarre it is my favorite <laughs> well what's better than finding a Christmas special from a long-running public access TV show nothing not a thing enter hot tracks oh <laughs> I'm surprised we haven't talked about hot tracks on the podcast yet. Yeah, I it's I I mean it's so popular among us, yes. and probably everyone else, but definitely us. Yeah, I mean it's it's long running. I think it's still happening now. They're still recording oh, real? episodes now. So Hot Tracks was a public access TV show out of Hudsonville, Michigan, and it's hosted by friends with autism Nick and JB that riff and review popular music of the time. That's amazing. They are so good at what they do. And it's it's such a very slim simplistic show, even down to like the set and the backdrop. Yeah. Like it's just super simple. It's it's to the point where it's beautiful. Well, I didn't know it, but it's just them too. They they run the camera, they run the sound, they run all the lights. I'm pretty sure they took care of the background, the, the set and everything. That's insane. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's that just lends more to the fact that look at what they're doing. These people should be they should have their own TV show, like a right? real TV show. <laughs> or maybe a documentary. Oh, at least we'll, a documentary. We'll, we'll get to that. So I just love these two characters, I'll call them, because they their, their chemistry makes it seem like they're just two old married couple <laughs> trying to review new music that they really don't understand. Yeah. Not fully. Yeah. Like, they talked about Eminem and how they rated it, like, really, really low because they were talking about drinking alcohol. Oh, my God. And they, they're not on board with it or something? I, I guess not. So they're like, Eminem's latest album is crap. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. And, but sometimes they break out into these great like dance parties or like air jam to Metallica. Oh, yeah. And other times they enjoy rapping. Even though they didn't like that Eminem album, they still really love rap. They take the art form and make it their own. Yes. They do. They really do. And they actually enjoy rap so much that they created a Christmas rap for this particular Christmas special. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's so, so good. good. I'm pretty sure that we put it in every single Analog Sunday pre-show around the Christmas time. Yeah. like It's that good that it has to be repeated. Yeah. Every November or every... Well, yeah, November, uh, December, even going into January, pop it in the pre-show. I love it. Why (laughs) not? It's become a fan favorite. It really has. And words cannot describe of like how rad this Christmas rap is. Uh, It's it's been a part of my Christmas music rotation every year since I found it. I uh, let's just give it a listen. Oh, put it on. Okay, let's let's jam out. The spirit of the season all over the place And a twinkle in the eye of every face People getting happy, want to sing and shout A celebration going on, you ought to check it out That's Christmas Christmas 
Christmas, whoa, Christmas, whoa, Christmas, Christmas. It's too bad this is like an audio medium because they really put on an act. Yeah. While, while they're rapping to this, like they're dancing, like Nick is the main the main person rapping, and like he's just getting down, like he's into it. It really completes the circuit of, of watching this. Like I, <laughs> yes. it's just it, you, it, it's awesome to have the audio, but you, you gotta watch it with the video too. Oh yeah. yeah. So I highly recommend you checking it out on on YouTube. You just look up Hot Tracks Christmas Rap. Uh, don't look it up at work because I accidentally typed in Hot Racks. Mm. Um, hopefully I won't get in trouble for that HR uh, hey, coming over no, to your listen desk. it was hot tracks not hot racks no, I'm sorry I didn't mean to I, and, and I tried to retype it but I retyped hot racks no, again you, I should I'm, you want I, me to pack up my stuff okay. yeah I should yeah. Probably, can you give me a box I might need a couple boxes actually alright <laughs> so when you asked me to do this, this is one of the first things that came to my mind. This is one of my favorite of my two tapes that I always pull out for Christmas. Uh, the first one being, I believe you talked about it last year, Santa Santa Claus versus Satan. Oh, yeah. Jamie brought that up. It was on Tubi, I think, for oh, yeah. a while. So, like, that's one of my go-tos as well because it's just batshit crazy. That's a perfect one. But yes. this one is a uh, astounding, amazing, beautiful partner uh, double feature watch to Santa Claus versus okay. Satan. This is the Magic Christmas Tree. I don't think I've ever heard of this. So I, it's it's on a couple of lists. I've seen people talk about it around. It's it's renowned for being as crazy as Santa Claus versus Satan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I describe it as a black and white fifty minutes of a Christmas meets Halloween LSD trip from 1964. Sold already, <laughs> dude. I, I want to see this. That sounds amazing. So uh, here's a little synopsis for you. Okay. So Mark and his friends are walking home from school on Halloween day, and they stop to help an old woman rescue her cat from a tree. The cat is named Lucifer. <laughs> the old woman turns out to be a witch. <laughs> a witch or a bitch? Both? Uh, a little bit of both. Okay. <laughs> So, this old woman, uh, she gifts Mark a magic ring, which she tells him to plant in the ground with some seeds, and uh, it'll sprout something for him. And so... Sprout something? Sprout something for him. Okay. So, All right. a little later, reminder, that's on Halloween Day. Oh, I didn't know that was on Halloween Day. Yeah, so okay. a little later on down the road, on Christmas Eve, a tree sprouts from the ring and the seeds in the ground. Okay. The tree comes to life. Wait, what? Like, has eyes and a mouth and everything? Yep, starts talking to him and everything. Do you remember those, like, talking small trees that they sold, like, probably, like, 2003? Whenever, like, uh, Big Bass, Talking Bass yep, guy? absolutely. Like, everybody went crazy about, like, animatronic weird things. Weird things. <laughs> yeah, it's that's hard to, to you. describe, but it's still pretty much like that. It so, looks... Something along those lines. That's terrifying. It is terrifying. So, uh, this tree comes to life, as I said, and... Like a genie, it grants Mark three wishes, which (laughs) Mark uh, proceeds to entirely fuck up two of the three wishes, and then he fixes... Fixes everything the with the last one. wish. I yeah. feel like that always happens with like the genie story. Yeah, quintessential like monkey's paw thing. Yes, exactly. It's not on the grantor; it's on Mark. Himself. Can I guess his three wishes? Uh, sure. Okay, so it's 1964, right? Yes. Correct. So this is a time of like peace and love. So yeah. I'm, I'm guessing that his first wish was that his girlfriend had larger breasts. Mark is like in middle school. I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> 
I wanted all my women to have larger breasts in middle school. True, true. <laughs> I, I, we wish we wish they did. <laughs> Everyone played Dead or Alive beach volleyball. Oh God, yes. Okay, so, so many <laughs> nights spent at Blockbuster renting that. Right. Yeah. What are you doing up still playing volleyball? No, nothing, Mom. Leave me alone. <laughs> Mom, get out! <laughs> so then the second was, she's like, oh no, her breasts are way too big. Way too big! Like, she's gonna die from this. I didn't want this. So maybe I'll wish for her to have a, a bigger butt, I guess? So Ooh. it kind of balances it out? I guess that would work. And then that, like, her butt becomes way too big? Like bul- bulbous balloon. Yeah, so so all you see is just, like, a large mass. Yeah. Like, like four giant, fleshy, bulbous balls <laughs> coming out of a body. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yeah, yes. that's exactly what happens. And then I, I kind of figured so. And then his last wish, he's like, I actually do love my girlfriend um, at this age of like 12. Yeah. I, I love my girlfriend. I, I think this is a great idea, but it, I can tell this is hurting her. So I'll reverse my wishes. I, I shouldn't have been so so selfish mm-hmm. with my wishes and created this amalgamation of just flesh. and, and <laughs> I mean, it's hot. I find it attractive. But... I, I love it, but it's going to kill her. <laughs> She's gonna die. <laughs> oh, wishing tree, please just take away her. Just take it away. You got it. That's the magic Christmas tree. I I am sold still. <laughs> I think I will definitely pick this up. Yes. So <laughs> no. So I forget what the first wish is. It's something something stupid, immature. And then uh, the second wish is that Mark wants Santa Claus to himself. That's what? the way it's worded. I don't know. What's up with this, like, Santa Claus and, like, wanting him so badly? Yeah, like, I don't know. You know. Mark wants Santa... To himself. To himself. So... Yeah. He wants to get ran over by a reindeer. I guess so. I don't know what he wants to do. He's 12. I don't know. <laughs> you remember what you were thinking about in your bedroom at 12? Oh, I don't know if I want to talk about that on the show. Especially not Santa. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he, he realizes how selfish that is, and then he... <laughs> releases Santa from his chains of mm. of the wish back to the the children. So when he wishes that Santa was his own, does he like pop up in his bedroom in chains? I wish that's what happened. <laughs> what happens? I just used my first wish. <laughs> right, uh, right. <laughs> yeah, I won't ruin it. It's very weird. Okay, uh, all right. But so along the whole the whole stretch of the movie it's tons of unnecessary drawn out scenes that range from like slapstick comedy to like tripping on acid i mean if there's talking trees and witches granting wishes with rings i mean you can imagine and chained up santa clauses in bedrooms yeah. like but uh it's funny that you you say that because the worst scene of all that kind of makes the movie take a sharp left turn is when uh mark meets this almost unspokenly pedophilic giant in the forest what that brings all the weird uh moments of laughing to a screeching halt (laughs) and you're just like oh shit got real when does this happen in the movie it's it's about midway through damn so you're having a great time like kind of tripping out yeah you're like that is interesting that santa's in chains but i mean i'll I'll get past that and the uh flesh over in the corner the (laughs) lump of flesh that's mark's girlfriend yeah and then here's this huge giant that says like Touch me here. It's like, hey, Mark, what's going on? What you doing in my woods? <laughs> he knew his name and everything. He knew his name and everything. Yeah, it's, it is, we'll have to pop it in. I pop it okay. in every December, and it's just, oh, my God, it's so weird. I need to see that. And uh, if anybody else wants to watch it, it is available on Tubi right now. Perfect. God, I love Tubi. I love Tubi. Um, well, talking about a chained up Santa, how old were you when you found out that Santa was fake? You know, people talk about this a lot, and 
I, I have trouble remembering, like, because I knew at a point, I, I think I just, no one told me, I just gradually, like, understood. Okay. And I'm pretty sure I remember seeing my mom putting out presents under the tree, and it wasn't like, from what I remember, it wasn't like a, oh, Santa's fake. It was kind of like, yeah, I kind of knew that. <laughs> and my mom Called it. <laughs> yeah, and my mom would kind of like tongue-in-cheek like this is from santa when she'd hand out christmas presents in the morning and I'm just, i look at her like yeah i right. know i know right but would you believe me if i told you that stone cold steve austin hates fake santas yeah i believe that <laughs> i'm glad you do because <laughs> stone cold steve austin stunned a santa claus during the 1997 raw holidays episode oh man right. i love this segment I, it is so stupid Oh yeah, it sounds like it. I mean, I'm I know you're super into wrestling and I know Andu's super into wrestling, yes. but I I'm not the biggest wrestling fan, but shit like this is what draws me in. Yeah, it's so attractive. Yeah. I I don't know why either cuz it's it's really over the top. It's almost watching like a soap opera when they get like really over the top. Like that's totally unbelievable, but I am so glued to the screen. Exactly. I'm so invested in this and I don't know why. Yep. That's what happens during the 1997 Raw Holidays episode. And from what I understand, Santa was out in the ring and he calls upon Sable, which is one of like the probably I guess at the time the most attractive yeah, um, she wasn't really a wrestler, but she kind of was at the same time. Yeah, she was like a she made her rounds. Not I really guess. a cheerleader, but kind of no. like a eh. yeah. But anyways, uh, you know, Jr. And, and the King was just like all over it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, a kid, a younger kid, comes out into the ring, and Santa gets pissed because it's not Sable, and then kicks the kid out of the ring. Holy shit! And about that time, you hear. Of course, Stone Cold Steve Austin's uh, music. And he yeah. comes, you know, strutting, being all pissed, grabbing the mic. And he's like, what are you doing, Santa? What are you doing? You're like kicking this kid out. And he's like, you know, uh, looking him up and down, trying to figure out if he's a real Santa or not. Tells him to stand up. Tells him to like turn around and stuff. He's like, well, you certainly have the belly. Oh. That, that, that beard looks, looks kind of real. Damn. I don't know about this. But when you piss off the rattlesnake... You got to expect something bad's going to happen. You're going to get some venom on you. <laughs> yeah, that's for damn sure. So he calls out to the crowd, especially the kid that the Santa Sorry, kicked out. <laughs> and it was like, do you think the Santa is real? If you think the Santa is fake, give me a hell no. And then everybody in the, in the audience, hell no. Of course. Of course. And so the that. Santa kind of looks concerned. Uh, he like kind of plays it off kind of coy, like, mm-hmm, I see through you. And then out of nowhere, he gives him the stunner. Oh, of course. The Stone Cold Stunner drops into the ground. He jumps up on like the th- uh, third turnbuckle, gives him the bow. Oh my God. And he proceeds to just flip him off. <laughs> and the, the, I, I, I love how Stone Cold Steve Austin flips people off. Yeah. It's not the full finger, it's like kind of like half the finger. He's like, he's trying real hard. Yeah. Like he's, <laughs> like he's, he's got, trying really hard to flip somebody off. He's got Stone Cold arthritis, yeah. and he's just like, Argh! So he's like doing that in Santa's face as Santa's like trying to like get back up on his feet. It Santa's like, so you're not getting any weird. presents. Yes. <laughs> Permanently on the naughty list. And I'm pretty sure it was Mick Foley that was dressed up as Santa. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Because like he goes to the Santa conventions like every year. It's like a oh, whole documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About I remember that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure it's him, which makes total sense. 
But I, I love that. I really wish I saw like the behind the scenes before that happened about like kind of how they were planning it out. Yeah. And uh, God, Stone Cold was just huge then. Like it made total sense for him to come out and give the Stone Cold stunner on Santa. That's so beautiful. And that's that's <laughs> one of those pinnacles of like weird Christmas shit that really draws us in that we were talking about yes. and why we're doing this. It's exactly. Like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> but I'm glued to the screen. Yeah. <laughs> all about consumerism and all about the bizarre shit and we're into it. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, uh, let's jump on to the next one here. So uh, we're going to get into, uh, we've got the the visual mediums that we've been covering. Uh-huh. We're going to move more to an audio medium. Ooh, I like this. Okay. So I got a uh, full album here for you. And I actually just recently came across a copy of it in our local Half Price Books, uh-huh. which it's not a super ta- hard tape to find, but I was really happy to find it for like 10 bucks. And it is a cassette tape of Tales from the Crypt Presents Have Yourself a Scary Little Christmas. Holy shit. You, you found this? I did. 10 bucks. So was this like one of the original releases or was this like a re-release? No, never got re-released. Uh, only oh, original wow. releases. Because I see it right here. And like, it looks brand new. Yeah, that, I was surprised to find it. And I, when, when I found it, I was like, how is that so clean? <laughs> yes. Like, I, it has to be a re-release. But no, no one ever re-released it. So the, whoever owned it never listened to it. I guess not. How sad. Because it's a rad fucking album. It's so cool. Um, I'm no stranger to Christmas horror. Uh-huh. I mean, you know I, you know that I don't really care about Christmas, as neither of us do, but we fucking love Christmas horror. Absolutely. And uh, I, the other thing is uh, anthology shows, especially horror anthology shows, are never strangers to having uh, holiday episodes. <laughs> yes. There was very weird and fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but this... Is it seems like even for Tales from the Crypt, it's like a promotional item just way out of left field. Yeah. So fucking weird. And what's a weird, it's just a weird crossover into a different medium. Yeah. Like, I, I know that he's known to like maybe do cameos and music videos and stuff like that. Like, yeah, to, uh, definitely. The, the Crypt Keeper, but to release your own Christmas album? Christmas album from the, from the Crypt Keeper. Yeah. It's that's so strange. weird. <laughs> but nonetheless, it's fucking awesome. It's super cheesy, filled with bad puns, as always, <laughs> as uh, as John Casero is, makes, mm-hmm. you know? Yep, yep. Um, so just a couple highlights off it. Two of the best title songs are uh, Deck the Halls with Parts of Charlie. <laughs> Sorry, Charlie. Sorry, Charlie. <laughs> and uh, We Wish You'd Bury the Misses. Oh, I love that. Which is amazing. Like I said, bad puns. Uh-huh. And the star of the album, I think, the the songs range from like super annoying and cheesy to like kind of fucking cool. And uh, <laughs> okay. the best one, as we always know, as you said earlier with the other songs you had, it's a Christmas rap. Oh, yes. And uh, the Crypt Keeper raps about uh, what all his friends and he wants for Christmas and his list of friends, it's not limited to, but includes Jack the Ripper, Freddy okay. Krueger, mm. uh, Lizzie Borden, and the Headless Horseman. Okay. And a couple <laughs> others, like the Universal Monsters. And- I wonder what they want for Christmas. It's mostly murder. I mean, yeah, yeah sure. just murder weird body parts and mayhem and murder. Yeah, yeah I love it. Uh, <laughs> and for how insane of an idea this is, it's super, super well produced. Yeah. It, it sounds amazing. Like, yeah, it's not. Doesn't seem like it was thrown together. Like it seems like no. there was actual thought. Yeah, put into this. Yeah, which is it, it's like it's not 
that surprising because of how much money they had backing like Tales from the Crypt. Oh, yeah, that Buku's money. Right, and all the insane merch that came out oh, of it. Yes. So it kind of makes sense, but even in terms of Tales from the Crypt merch, you're like, a Christmas album? Well, let's compare that to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles We Wish You a Turtle Christmas. Mm. The quality of that is so low budget, even though Team and T was worth bukus of money, still is worth bukus of money. But the Tales from the Crypt Christmas album, the production quality is so much higher. So much better. So much better. It's insane. How wild, though. I know, but I... You didn't think that would work. No. But it works so well. It does work. And like I said, some of them are like... I think he has like a Jingle Bells and a Rudolph versions that are like very kid-like and dumb. Yes. But then the Christmas rap is like, this is kind of dope. It's pretty cool. <laughs> it's, I'll put that on repeat. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would highly recommend. I mean, it's all over YouTube. Isn't it on Spotify? I haven't tried looking for it yet. I don't know. Okay. I'll have to look for that later. You, you can, can see we if can probably can pop it. it on there. But uh, I, it's also, like I said, it's not that expensive. You could probably find a cassette for like maybe 10 bucks. So, okay. Say like, go grab one. It's all totally right. worth it. All right. Well, I know that you're a Dexter's Lab fan. Oh, fuck yes. Do you remember the Band Christmas episode? Band Christmas? Is this the one with the bleeping? It's a part of that, Okay, yes. okay, okay. Yes, yes. So you're familiar with it a little bit. A little bit. Well, I find that this special to be very bizarre because I think that Dexter takes it just way too far in too this. Too far? Okay. Which is very interesting because I feel like Dexter himself has a limit, uh-huh. but in this aspect, he just doesn't. He just lets himself go. It's very weird. Interesting. So in this episode, which is called Dexter versus Santa Claus, like Claus, claws. like Claus, Claus, yes, yeah. like what you, the shitty pun you make when you're making a horror movie, exactly. <laughs> which I believe there's a couple Santa Claus right. out there, hundred percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but Dexter is dead sure that Santa is fake, and he is willing to do whatever it takes to prove to Dee Dee that Santa is really their dad. <laughs> well, I didn't see that coming. So, it's, I mean, interesting premise so far. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like a typical cartoon cartoon premise for for a Christmas special. Yeah. So in doing so, Dexter stakes out on his roof, waiting for the fat man to come. As you do. And when he finally arrives, they get into this crazy, like, epic battle where it takes him from, like, an aerial battle to the ground, to the kitchen, to the living room. Do you remember all that? I'll say, I don't remember that specifically, but I will say Dexter has amongst his enemies some crazy battle scenes yeah he does yeah it's almost like anime-esque yes it's like gets that intense i think that's where they pulled the uh the inspiration they had to have have to have um but anyway the dexter and santa that their fight uh, causes so much damage into the house Mm -hmm. but they finally find themselves in in the living room where santa's kind of like at his wits end like he can no longer battle like he uh, is tired he's bleeding so then Dexter proceeds to shave off his hair. Oh. Just like, oh, it's 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 dad. I'm going to prove to you it's dad. Oh, okay. I was and like, power move. Power move, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but about that time, dad walks down the stairs. Oh, shit. And Dexter's like in this blind rage. He doesn't even notice it at first. Yeah. Until dad finally says something. And Dexter finally realizes his, his mistake and his family shangs him and tells him that he ruined Christmas for the entire world. Dexter, come on. Dude. Dude. But anyways, I did mention that this episode was banned, right? 
Yes. Well, this episode in particular really wasn't banned, but it was paired with a an actual banned episode under the title Rude Removal. That's okay. That's the one with the beeping. That's the one where they get censored. So while Dexter versus Santa Claus was paired with this, it was slated to be released in December of 1997. Okay. But it was pulled like Cartoon Network thought it was you know, too much for kids because during the episode of the rude removal, uh, there was a lot of swearing. Yeah. yeah which they yeah. censored, like quote unquote censored, but they thought it was like just too much at the time. Yeah. A little too, uh, flying too close to the sun. Yeah. yeah. So while, um, Stone Cold Steve Austin was dropping elbows on, on Santa Claus, Dexter was getting banned on Cartoon Network. Hmm. <laughs> It's a bad Christmas. <laughs> what a bad Christmas. 1997 was just a rough year. So, uh, we are up to my last thing on the list here. Oh, wow. Already? Already. Wow. Okay, okay. And uh, we've covered a lot of media. That's what made this really interesting is uh, different facets of media. Mm-hmm. But there's one thing we haven't covered yet. What's that? Video games. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, we don't talk about video games that often on the Bogus Cast. It's unfortunate. Yeah. So, this is exciting. It's exciting. It's interesting. It's <laughs> okay, interesting. Okay, laying on me. I- so this is a uh, an expansion a pack for a PC game from 1997 known as Duke Nukem 3D. No way. I didn't know there was an expansion, a Christmas holiday expansion. This is Duke Nukem's Nuclear Winter. Okay. Um, and yeah, there was, I think this one and either one, and there's at least one, maybe two more expansions for 3D, Duke Nukem 3D. Okay. Um, but this one, it's the, uh, same classic Duke, you know, uh, stylized nonsense, bad jokes, yeah, shit talking, shit talking, mm-hmm. rip, First person rip off shooter. your head and shit down your neck. Yeah. But, uh, add in some Christmas with that. Okay. <laughs> and <laughs> you get, random. you get this massacre. Okay. So the uh, there's a storyline to it. It's not a very long expansion, but storyline is Santa has been captured and brainwashed by the aliens that Duke previously defeated in Duke Nukem 3D. To make matters worse, the aliens are now supported by an enemy force calling themselves the Feminist Elven Militia. What? Yeah, I don't... I don't... Uh, continue. <laughs> so... Duke Nukem must travel to the North Pole in order to stop the brainwashed Santa and his mani- manipulative captors. Okay. Which is feels like a dig at feminism, I guess. Yeah. I mean, Duke Nukem is not... Like, he's very macho. He's very chauvinistic. Yeah. Um, I, I guess they got to get it in where they can. But, I guess so. But, uh, so, <laughs> like I said, it's not a very long... Um, not a very long expansion. The levels are kind of the same. There's a little bit of Christmassy stuff in there, but mainly uh, the new enemies. You have the classics like the pig cops and things, mm-hmm. and then new enemies include elves with machine guns. Okay, that's rad. That's rad. Snowmen riding Christmas wreaths with freeze throwers, like what? Like anti flamethrowers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Um, and then you have Santa, who is basically the character design of Duke, like NECA Duke. In a Santa outfit. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. That's brainwashed Santa. Wow. So, okay. I'm, I'm on board. I mean, the feminist thing is a little weird. It's a little weird. But I'm on board. <laughs> I mean, yeah, for Duke Nukem, I'm not going to say it's okay, but those are fun games. Yeah, they were. Same thing with, like, Postal. Yeah, Postal, yeah, games yeah. Were Postal fun. was fucked up. <laughs> it was very fucked up, but they're fun. They're super fun. Yes. And, uh, I, yeah, I, so I, I never got to play this, and... It's kind of hard to find, and considering I, I have Mac stuff, I mean, we might try and find a PC. Yeah. 
rip of it or something. Doesn't hurt to try. But you can watch like video playthroughs, which is what I did. That's all I need, really. Yeah, yeah. You just get the the feel of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you still get all the uh, shitty recorded uh, voiceover puns and oh, and the yes. uh, explosions and and weird sexy Christmas things. <laughs> yeah, just, I'd say jump on YouTube, check it out. It's It makes for a fun watch. You throw it on in the background. It's just like a, a, a loop or something you can watch, but it's okay. super fucking weird, but it's super fun. I like it. I'm going to do that later. Eli, do you like learning about lost media? I love it. <laughs> I love it too. I love it. And we've talked about quite a bit of lost media this season on the Bogus Cast, but this Christmas special lost media is pretty much the equivalent of watching a bad shot on video movie. Oh, primo. Primo, primo at its best. I'm talking about the Rhapsody Street Kids Believe in Santa. Oh, fucking insane, man. <laughs> what a name, too. Oh. <laughs> so Rhapsody Street Kids Believe in Santa is a 2002 musical animated Christmas special that featured a lot of familiar voices. Okay. For instance, Walter Emmanuel Jones, the original Black Power Ranger. Oh. Yes. He provided a voice for the main character, Ricky. Mark (laughs) Hamill. Oh, my God. You know, Luke Skywalker and the Joker. He's in this. He's been in some weird shit. And uh, I think the one that kind of really surprises me, but at the same time doesn't, but she was getting pretty big around this time, and that's Nancy Cartwright. Oh, yeah. The, the chick classic. that plays Bart Simpson. Bart Simpson. She's in this, too. I some That surprises me, and somehow it doesn't surprise me. She <laughs> right? was blowing up. You're right. So. so it kind of blows my mind. But anyway, Rhapsody Kids Believe in Santa, God, what a name, is an animated 3D choreographer uh, with effects provided by... Adobe Photoshop of course, and Adobe After Effects. So as you can imagine, it's a 45-minute cartoon that looks like early PlayStation graphics. Oh, yeah. Like uh, blocky <laughs> things yes. coming at you that you it's don't know what they are. It's a smooth, yeah. I guess. But, oh, it's shitty. Ugh. Oh, it's really bad. It gets, it's almost hard to watch. Oh, but there's man. something about it that just keeps you glued to the screen i think that's the uh that's riding the line of the hard to watch things like (laughs) you go too far you turn it off you keep it on the line you're like "Ah, i kind of want more you you might find some gold in this trash amazing (laughs) so believe in santa tells the story of how suburban boy ricky rogers and his friends spend christmas together after the death of ricky's mother oh my god yeah it gets dark real we i thought we were dark earlier with yeah oh no the, the, the pedophilic uh, giant, giant uh, the creepy, grandma yeah, grandma dying, the creepy Ninja Turtle Santa Claus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of creepy things that we talked about, but this tops it. We've reached the bottom. We've reached the bottom of the <laughs> barrel. The barrel doesn't even exist at this point. No, we're out of the barrel <laughs> in the pit. Oh, did I mention that there are five musical numbers in this? Oh, you didn't, but, uh, hmm. well, that, uh, yep. All right. Let's take a quick listen to my favorite track called Ricky's Rap. Performed by none other than the original Black Power Ranger himself. It was the week before Christmas that I'm talking. I spent the day shopping with my grandma walking. All through the crowded mall, the pumping deck, the halls, pine trees with lights and all that I'm just gawking. Cause all the toy stores are looking mighty packed. Electronic toys, video games, balls and bats. I saw a scooter with a motor that was flat. I hope the room in Santa's lay just for that. I've been told this time of year is forgiven. Give two, please, other Santa, this is how I'm living. But if you kindly find the time, deliver gifts seven, eight, and nine from my list. 
I'm not selfish. I'm just driven. I've been a good boy through the year. You better know it. Get ready, Santa Claus, to start decking the halls with gifts from my Christmas list. All right, so it's obvious that a white guy wrote this rap. Oh, 100%. Um, has no rhyme or reason. No. At all. I thought the uh, the Christmas rap from Tales from the Crypt was bad. Oh, no. It's it's nothing compared to Ricky's <laughs> rap. It's terrible. I feel really bad for Walter, uh, who rapped this, because I can imagine like how hard it was, because sometimes like it, it's not even on the right beat. Yeah, it was completely off. Yeah, completely off. It, it makes no sense. So I I hope he got paid pretty well. Not many people remember this special, including myself. I've never heard of this before. Well, that's because it aired during the late hours throughout December 2002 on the WB. Oh, weird. Yeah. This aired on the WB? On the WB, a national channel. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, it's gone un- unnoticed. Yeah. And for so many years, and so many people may have seen it, and they have some sort of recollection of it, uh, but it just went into the ether into I mean, the obscurity if you think about it like I imagine the people that saw it were kind of like was that like a fever dream that seriously? I seriously yeah I'm not joking like it it is animated so poorly it's so bad but it, it ended up being resurfaced uh, when the director uploaded his only copy to the internet in like sometime of like 2015 oh man that's amazing so like it hit the internet hard yeah and it kind of became like a, a cult following yeah, yeah yeah but honestly the history of the special is more interesting than the special itself okay <laughs> lay it on me so chris rose who's the executive producer who put most of the money towards this project uh, trusted that the animators would take care of everything and never watched one clip of it until it premiered on tv that's a lot of trust dude can you imagine how much money he spent yeah oh well there goes five hundred thousand dollars yep what have i done yes it's terrible and when you watch it like you instantly notice all the errors oh yeah there was a point in it where uh ricky's great grandmother shows up Mm -hmm. and she like mumbles a lot and just like sounds like it's almost glitching oh my god well that's because there was an audio corruption Oh. That they didn't even catch before they oh. shipped it out to the, the station to air. Oh, my God. It's embarrassing. That is... I would be embarrassed. <laughs> I, like, it's embarrassing <laughs> then for it to be amazing now. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, I really think I'm going to, like, download this from, from YouTube, make a boot for me and you. Oh, hell yeah. Um, and maybe we'll watch it with our family on Christmas. I, th- this is for sure going in the analog pre-show. <laughs> Yes, dude, please. Definitely. Please, that would be great. I mean, they have five songs to pick from. Oh, yeah. You can just add them all. <laughs> As a matter of fact, let's listen to one more song from Rap City Street Kids Believe in Santa called Believe in Santa. Do you hear that, Daddy? I sure do, sweetheart. I love you. Daddy, will you try and help me understand? Are you sure that he's a special man? And there will always be a Santa If I believe in Santa Daddy, tell me you believe in Santa too (laughs) Well, there you have it A list of bizarre Christmas oddities That for those who are trying to find You know the Christmas spirit this year. Truly bizarre. Truly. Truly bizarre. Say thanks to all the bogus listeners, Eli. Thanks, bogus fam. <laughs> I thought you were going to be a smart ass and say, thanks to all the bogus listeners, Eli. No, I made you do it. I know. I Well, anyway. <laughs> 
uh, I really appreciate you jumping on this uh, this episode, especially at last minute. Oh yeah, man! Really appreciate that. As soon as you said "Bizarre Christmas," I was like, "Oh fuck yeah, man!" Yeah, right up my alley. <laughs> <laughs> well, next week J Dog will definitely be back. He's on the men now. Um, he just kind of caught a bug. He was just unable to to record with us, unfortunately. Rise but from your grave. He's going to rise from his grave and be back on the next episode. But I definitely want to have you on a future episode, probably early next year. Oh, yeah, Talk dude. about some more bizarre shit. Got some ideas. Good. Well, uh, anyway, tell our listeners where they can find all your work and stay up to date with all things Magnetic Magic. Of course. So you guys can find me on Instagram at Magnetic Magic Rentals. Uh, everything is housed uh, on that account. I post anything about Analog Sunday, about new releases, about tape sales. Everything gets housed through there. If you want to check out the Magnetic Magic Store Envy, uh, just go to mmrentals.storeenvy.com. Um, if you want to hit me up on Twitter, I'm at Elijah Kilgannon. That's my personal account. Um, yeah. Yeah. You always release some great stuff. Oh, thanks, man. I love it. Um I guess uh, otherwise, you better watch out. Better watch out. You better not freak out. You better not cry. Because uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. He's coming for you. <laughs> Stay bogus. Stay bogus. <laughs> you better watch out, too. I'm talking about your mood. You better not shout. Don't out. Freak out. Santa Claus is coming to town. Yeah, the dude's all around me. Checking the twice, he knows who's cool, dude, who's 